I want to take this uh, rare privilege, opportunity to open uh, the word of the Lord today. I want to thank God for um, giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much, Dr. Rick and uh, uh, Pastor Stephen, Pastor Dwight, and everyone at Simon Audio and also at United Prayer. I also want to thank God for uh, this praying family. I've learned a lot from this praying family and I'm still learning quite a lot. I want to share from the book of Luke <clears throat> chapter three, Luke chapter three, I beg your pardon, Luke chapter three. I'll read from verse 21 to 22. The past Tuesday, as I was um, given the opportunity to share, which because of network I couldn't manage, I was given a word and um, the title was The Significance of Prayer. And today I have another message that I've received, which I'd love to share. It's also on prayer and I've called it as a title, Prayer makes the difference prayer makes the difference luke 3 verse 21 to 22 when all the people were being baptized niv version when all the people were being baptized jesus was baptized too and as he was praying heaven was opened and the holy spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven you are my son whom i love with you i am well pleased prayer has been defined with different definitions in different circles some have defined prayer as talking to god and through the years of my study of the subject of prayer, I have conclusively discovered that prayer is more than just talking to God, but rather it's talking with God. This is because prayer is about communion with God. True prayer is as having a conversation with God where we speak and God speaks back to us. As someone once said, if there's a man to pray, if there's a woman to pray, there is surely God to answer. God will always answer a true prayer with either a yes, a no, or wait. Even so, prayer that is vested in God's word in a nutshell, is key to a thriving Christian life. When I was pursuing my diploma in world missions and church planting here in Zambia, we were visited by one missionary from South Africa by the name of Peter Hammond. And in his prayer handbook, he said, people would live better if they prayed more and people would pray more if they lived better and so peter hammond was trying to show us that prayer is synonymous 
to living better. There are many benefits that we get from prayer. And for us to be effective in our walk with the Lord, we need the word of God as well as prayer. The servant of God, Dr. Rick Cross, last year about this time as he visited us here in Zambia in Africa, during the sessions, he gave us an illustration of the two wings of a plane, where he said that as we advocate for the gospel advance, we need the word of God in one hand and prayer in the other hand. We need to know, beloved, that the more we pray, the more we wrestle with sin, the more we set the scriptures, the Holy Spirit works in us in putting on the new man. Now, Jesus as our role model or as our model, since we want to be or we have to be Christ-like, Jesus as our model was intentional on prayer. He lived a life of teaching the sound doctrine and of continuous prayer here on earth. So this means that we need sound doctrine as well as live prayerfully. Scripture shows us instances where Jesus prayed. We are told in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, that Jesus would rise early in the morning to a solitary place where he would have a conversation or where he would have prayer in the presence of the Father. So before any encounters through the day, Jesus would prepare in prayer. And we, are also see, we also see, we are told in Matthew chapter 4, verse, somewhere from verse 2, of how Jesus went into the wilderness. And this was before his public ministry. He went to a place of prayer. And also, we are told in Luke chapter 6, from verse 12, that Jesus had to go the all night on the mountains in prayer. And the following day, he appointed the twelve whom he called his disciples. And interestingly, among the many accounts where we see Jesus praying in scripture was during his baptism in Luke chapter 3. Although the other writers, Mark, uh, Matthew, and also John, have not uh, uh, gone in details in talking about uh, what Dr. Luke has, has spoken concerning the baptism of Jesus, we see that during the baptism of Jesus, according to the account of Dr. Luke. Now, Dr. Luke, first of all, is coming from a place where he had moved with Jesus. He had been with Jesus. And apart from that, Dr. Luke was a renowned scholar. And he was also a physician, also known as a beloved physician. And the Apostle Paul authenticated this. And now, Look among these writers, even as we do uh, exegesis of scripture, could be also a great resource to, to look at this account concerning the time of Jesus' baptism. And so in Luke chapter 3, verse 2, we hear that the word of God comes to John the Baptist, the son of Zachariah in the wilderness. And John comes preaching uh, beyond the region of Jordan. And as he's preaching the message of repentance, and as the people begin to receive the message, 
they, are, they, they, they repent of their sins and they are baptized. And when all the people were baptized, we see that even Jesus comes and is baptized. Now, noticeably, uh, nothing peculiar is spoken of or happens for all those who are baptized before Jesus. But when Jesus is baptized, the heaven, we are told, opens. The spirit comes down in a bodily form like a dove. And the voice says, you are my beloved son. This is God the Father speaking, authenticating that this is my son in whom I'm all pleased. Now, Dr. Luke is quite explicit in trying to show us as his audience or as his readers that there was something, there was something that the Lord Jesus was engaged in spiritually as he was being baptized, which more likely affected all the peculiar or notable occurrences that happened during the baptism. It's as though when Dr. Luke is speaking, it's as though he's trying to tell us that it's the same Jordan, the same river Jordan where everyone else were baptized, including our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's also like the, 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 the disciple Luke, Apostle Luke is trying to tell us that it's the same kind of baptism into which everyone was baptized by John. And it's as though Luke is telling us that despite Jesus being the Lamb of God, as John attested or testified concerning him, the thing that happened, the heavens opening, the Holy Spirit coming down in bodily form as a dove, the voice of authentication. Luke is trying to tell us that apart from the supremacy that Jesus had as the son of God, there was something additional or something initially into which Jesus was engaged in during his baptism. When we go to Luke chapter three, once more in verse 21, he says, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized. And as he was praying, as he was praying, it's as though Dr. Luke wants us to see that prayer makes the difference. Prayer makes the difference. As he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him. That's what Dr. Luke says. So he's trying to emphasize, to place an emphasis that there's something that prayer does when we engage in it. Prayer makes a difference. No matter who or where we are, our lives can be distinguished through the intimacy with God, which only comes from the place of prayer. It's been observed that any revival in history bears the marks of vivid or constant prayer. Away from criticism, there are many biblical professors and scholars today, some even in our law firms, who can constantly or consistently quote biblical literature, but whose lives are not distinguished. This is because they lack that intimacy with God, which only comes from that place of prayer. And so I believe, I believe that as we continue seeking the Lord, as we continue indulging ourselves in prayer on a daily basis on this united call, 
the Lord will do something significant in our lives. The Lord will show us more of himself. More of himself. The Lord will show us the mysteries through his word. And I pray that we shall be distinguished, even as we are in this passing world, as the bride of Christ. Even as we make ourselves ready, may we be distinguished. And in my conclusion, I want us to realize that true and praying believers are as a beacon of light to this dying world. And so as we pray, the Lord will render the heavens open. The Lord will pour out the abundance of his spirit and the fire of revival shall reign and fill the earth. As we approach the throne of grace this day, let us be aware that prayer is not just a religious obligation or activity, but that it is of great significance. The Lord is ready to answer every prayer that will pray from a heart of willingness and total dependence on God. May the Lord bless his word. Thank you so much. Amen.